If you've never heard about it, someone's here to talk about it. My name is Hayden, and this is Niche Slapped. So before we start our interview, a little bit about me. My name is Hayden. I'm a sophomore here at NC State. Um, I'm a communications major. I hope that doesn't give too much away because I don't know how many people are in that major. And I like hiking and biking and all other gerunds. So this podcast came about during finals week when I was talking with one of my good friends in Hunt Library, and I was like, I want to do a podcast where I get people I like to talk about things that they like, and thus Niche Slap is born. Also, the pun with the name is Bitch Slapped, so like Niche Slap. But if you say it niche, it's also Knee Slapped, so it works on both levels. I'm here with my good friend Kaylee, so Kaylee, why don't you introduce yourself, give your pronouns, and please, please, please say how you know me. Hello. (laughs) My name's Kaylee. Uh, I'm 19. I don't go to state. I go to Wake Tech. Go, wait, are they? They're the Eagles, yeah. Go Eagles! (laughs) I'm a huge fan. (laughs) Um, I know Hayden from our private gated community Christian school that we attended for our entire lives, pretty much. Um, And Hayden was there with me from kindergarten, but little did I know, because I asked her in second grade if she was new to the school. Actually, it was third grade, but whatever. Oh, my bad. I'm getting the facts mixed up. But yeah, (laughs) I'm pursuing my associate in arts degree um, because I want to be a graphic designer. And yeah. Oh, fun fact. She also designed the logo for the podcast. Then I was like, do you want to be on it? And then she was like, "Okay." We are here to talk about Kaylee's niche, her little corner of the internet. And originally, the podcast was going to be like all about micro-influencers, but I have since learned through, let me find the source, social the Social Sprout Marketing Guide, she is defined as a macro-influencer. How many followers do you have on this app we're about to talk about? Um, around 185,000. All right. So a micro-influencer is 1,000 to 100,000 followers. But, oh, wow, wait. I guess you still are a micro-influencer. I got to get just 20,000 more followers. <laughs> to get to a macro-influencer, yes. which is 200,000 to a million. Right. So would you be like a regular influencer after you hit a million? I guess. I don't know. What, what is Mega it? Mega-influencer. Mega-influencer? <laughs> I guess. So I have a couple questions for you if you're willing to answer. Yes. <laughs> when did you first join social media? Forgot. She's pulling up her phone looking. <laughs> I brainstormed last night and I already forgot. Okay. So it was hard for me to join social media. My struggle as a uh, preteen. Because <laughs> my parents were completely against social media. Which um, like valid. Oh yeah. Like yeah. 100%. But they were, I was angry at them. Um, <laughs> and so I was allowed to get Musical.ly and Funimate. Um, Funimate is an app like basically like musically's child lesser known child um <laughs> like kind of like an ugly stepsister type thing right yeah. yeah i mean no offense to fun of me fun of me is like has been there for me my ride or die but, <laughs> but it's just like lesser known i'd say but yeah i got musically and fun of me at the same time and my parents didn't know but fun of me was a social media app they thought it was just editing and so that's how i was able to gain the following i did because i had a public account which i wasn't allowed to do but I started that at around 12. I don't remember exactly the age, though. Musical.ly and Funimate were both your first social media apps, correct? Yes. Okay. So, like, when did you get, like, regular social media? Sorry, that's not a me. Like, <laughs> no. when did you get regular social media apps? Well, I was able to get an email 
for the first time at around 12. Wait, was, hold up. You weren't allowed to have an email before no. 12. And so I made my first email account when I was 12 years of age. And then at 13, the day I turned 13, I got Facebook. Oh. Yeah. It was a big milestone for me. I didn't know you were cool like that. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I was, you know, out there with my aunts, uncles, grandparents, <laughs> posting my thoughts and feelings. Were you, like, really into Facebook when you got it? No, I didn't post anything. I was like, okay. <laughs> I just watched what other people posted. And then I got Instagram after much convincing with my father um, at 13 and a half-ish, roughly. And then I got Snapchat at around 14, but I was only allowed to use the filters. I was not allowed to have friends. Okay. Also, little story time about Instagram, because I remember when you first got Instagram, you had maybe, I want to say 100, 200 followers, but she was following 7,000 people. That's true. Do you remember this? Well, that was on my Finsta, actually. That was on your Finsta? Yes, it was. I still follow a ton of people. Let me look at that exact number for you. I still follow 614 people and have 65 followers. Mm. So, um... Yeah, quite the large difference. So, Funimate, yeah. Yes. What is that as an app? Because I don't think a lot of listeners or, like, the general public is, like, super aware of what that is or the mechanics of the app. Oh, I 100% agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, it's it's kind of had its little phases. Um, at first, it was basically you record yourself lip syncing to a video, like musically. Okay. Um, and then you would put lyrics over it pretty much like a mini lyric video but the goal was to be as creative as possible and if that was the case you'd get featured and basically it was kind of like being featured on musically where you'd get put on the main page and get a lot of views and likes and followers and things and the goal was to get 41 features and then you were eligible for verification which came really quickly after that I kind of like that because I feel like TikTok or Instagram or stuff doesn't like if you get this many things on the Explore page, right. then you can apply for verification. Exactly. Yeah, that's I kind of like that. No, me too. Because like when I hit 41 features, I was like, oh, my God, any day now, like any day. And sure enough, like a week later, I got a DM. So what kind of content were you making at this time? Well, at the time that I got verified, pretty much what my favorite kind of content actually that I made was the lyric stuff like making a video and then putting lyrics over it and other kind of effects and because I mean it was like a creative outlet for me in a way and so um that's what I made at that time and then slowly transitioned to other kinds of content unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) I remember didn't you have a Billie Eilish edit phase oh yes I actually was trying to count the other day how many I made it was like I don't even know I lost count I made a lot of Billie Eilish edits because that was another one of the phases that that went through was a edit like fan edits and so of course my go-to was Billie Eilish because she's my favorite celebrity so still yeah. oh yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I like it okay I'm sorry side note did she break up with Jesse Rutherford because I was looking through her following today and she follows zero people oh okay so that's a thing about tangent on Billie Eilish um <laughs> she followed everyone because it was, I forgot exactly why, and she hasn't followed anyone since, and that was like two or three years ago. Um, but I'm pretty sure Jesse and her did recently break up, but it was like, I think a mutual thing. Like, there wasn't like a huge uproar about it that I saw, so. Yeah, because I remember that was like a big thing because their age gap was like a thing. Yes, people were very angry. One reason I did like Funimate so much, because I feel like 
apps like TikTok and Twitter and Instagram have become really like just toxic almost in a way where like people are constantly stirring up problems and like no one's just really nice to each other on social media anymore. Like it's yeah. kind of like if you don't know who this person is, you can be as brutal as you want to them. Right. And people, I feel like, forget that they're they're other human beings. Like Right. So, but on Funimate, it was just a very light, carefree app that no one, there was no really issues like that right. on there. And about, like, TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, like, it's very much, okay, fun fact about me, sociology major, yeah. So I love dissecting social issues all that that's so fun but i don't like this let's have a conversation culture that comes with the territory in those where it's just like nitpicking problems just to have problems Mm -hmm. and i think it's very rare that you come across a social media app that doesn't try to have a let's have a conversation culture about it Mm -hmm. yeah it's nice to find one that doesn't expect that from people yeah not saying that having conversations are a bad thing a lot of really good social change has come about because of social media in that mindset when i was growing up too with social media like i would pick fights with people on the internet and get really angry like very heated and it's really not that deep what were you picking fights with people on the internet no comment (laughs) (laughs) okay okay back to fun of (laughs) me um Okay, so from what I remember, you already kind of touched on this. There was, like, phases of lip-syncing content. It yes. went from Vine to Musical.ly, Musical.ly to t- Funimate, kind of, and then Funimate, kind of, to TikTok. Because I remember Funimate had a period of time of growth in between Musical.ly's outcasting Oh yeah, and TikTok. So how does it feel, like, to have, like... a fairly significant following on an app that like not a lot of people are either aware of or active on anymore it's weird and it doesn't like ever even when I was at my peak on the app it just did not feel like that I had a big following just because yeah like only one person ever recognized me in public and then didn't even come up to me like (laughs) dm'd me through the app and was like hey I saw you in h&m and I was like oh that's new that's something that hasn't happened before (laughs) and so i mean it's cool to think about but i don't really think about it a lot because honestly it doesn't affect my life like it would other people that have that kind of following on other apps like tiktok and instagram and stuff so i don't know but one thing i do want to touch on while we're on the subject the fan accounts oh gosh i when i was doing like a very very quantitative stock of your funimate in preparation for this I came across so many fan accounts for you. It was like, it was really funny because (laughs) I remember there was a phase in like quarantine when, okay, again, side tangent, Kaylee, when she was in high school, she's had this account for a very long time. She obviously gained a very big following, but she would never talk about it. Like, I know if I had that kind of following, I would not shut up about it. But she was very, very humble, which I mean, probably helped me and my friends' egos at the time. But like... It's crazy to think about now that she had, like, such a big following and just really kind of, like, she brought it up, but, like, it was never a big talking point. But anyways, one day we found the fan accounts and we followed, liked every single one of their videos. And it was it was a really fun day. I remember that. Oh, yeah. It's good. It was, it was, I still follow, like, every single fan account, I'm pretty sure. That's so nice. Account. Yeah, I think I do. I haven't checked, but, um, and then I also had an album that all of my fan edits went into to save. Yep. 
I did have that era, and that was also during quarantine. So I feel like I have a somewhat excuse because I think we were all kind of delusional during quarantine. Yeah. So I also remember there was this one very specific time where we, it, it was you, me, and our good friend Brianna who were at the park taking pictures. And then me and her get a friend request on Snapchat from this one person, and then I accepted it. And then she was like, do you have pictures of Kaylee? I'm a really big fan. And I think I left her on Delivered or something, but she unadded me. Oh, wow. Because I was like, okay. And then I think I like went back home and took a nap or something weird like that and then just <laughs> forgot. And so I never got around to that. I'm sorry. That's really funny. <laughs> it was this is time for sure. Did you ever feel like uncomfortable about that kind of attention? I felt uncomfortable about the fan edits and the fan accounts that were, like, borderline obsessive. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm that way about Billie Eilish, but that doesn't, like, she doesn't have to worry about that because there's a lot more people that are like that about her. Right. But for me, personally, (laughs) the people that were, like, asking what state I lived in and things like that, I was like, "Mm, okay, this is a little strange. And I feel like it might not have bothered me that much if I was, like, had more activity than I did. Right. Um, Because it had been more people. But since I had a smaller amount of people reaching out to me, I was trying to answer everyone I could. But I would post things like, DM me in the next 24 hours and I'll respond to like every person that DMs me just to like bond more with people. And sometimes I got asked really like personal <laughs> questions. And I was like, well, I got myself into this. So... Sometimes, though, when people would ask, like, my state or where I lived, I would just say I'm not comfortable saying that or I'm not allowed to say that. That was always my go-to is my parents said I can't say. (laughs) When in reality, I just didn't want to say. So So I would assume, based on what you're saying, that you had kind of a younger fan base. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they were all really sweet. Like, none of them meant to be creepy about it. (laughs) And I don't think any of them had the means to get to me by but like yeah they were younger did you make any meaningful connections through these social media apps well um (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so i had three real like internet friends like one of them i met through musically and dated off and on for four years got cheated on like three times broken up with four um it that was fun but then two friends that i did make on the app um, obviously I can't name names, but they're all, they're both doing bigger and better things now. I mean, we, we didn't really have like a major falling out. I just remember the guy friend, we'll call him Melvin, um, <laughs> didn't approve of my internet boyfriend at the time. We'll call him AJ. Melvin did not approve of AJ and came to me about it. And he was like, you should break up with him. And I was like, no, screw you. And then just stopped talking to him, um, which he ended up being right, but. I didn't like that at the time. So, and then the girl, we'll just call her D. She was really sweet. And we just kind of just stopped talking. So, yeah, I briefly remember D and Melvin. I I just remember they were nice. I think I was like on FaceTime with them with you a couple yeah, times. They were really nice. Yeah. But uh, AJ, that was a very significant character for a very, very, very long time. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> And my favorite thing, I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but Feel I came free. across an old TikTok the other day um, where AJ actually, do you remember when I posted a TikTok, some kind of like cheating reference? I didn't even bring up AJ's name, which I'm not here. Right. Um, 
but I posted a TikTok basically about being cheated on and what it felt like, but it was like a joke type thing. Right. Um, and AJ, I guess, I hope he doesn't stalk me to this day, but he was stalking me at the time mm-hmm. and commented under that video and said, I thought you broke up with me. And I posted screenshots and receipts. Do you remember this? I do. Wait, and, okay, this was sophomore year, right? Yes, it was. Oh. Yes. And it, and it was really great. Everyone in the comments were just like, oh, yeah, period. Tell him, mm. you know. So He came to, we are on WKNC. He came to North Carolina <laughs> from another state. And he met her entire friend group at the time. And that was, it. I remember, he was fun. Like, I, I didn't, like, yeah. dislike him. Yeah, I mean, like. I'm sure as a friend, he'd probably be a decent person, but as a relationship person, no, not at all. Sorry, I got a text from my brother that there's kittens in the backyard. <gasps> there's so many. Get one. No, Get all of them. I'm, me and my dad are very allergic to oh, cats. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow, Kaylee. Well, you know the um, whole theory on TikTok where it's like when a cat chooses you, you have to take the cat. Oh, it, are they gonna like put bad luck on our house if we don't choose them? Yes. Oh, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> so, what was your favorite video you've ever made, and what was your least favorite video you've ever made? Um, I can't say for sure. Like my absolute favorite, my absolute absolute least favorite, but I'm just gonna general put them together. So, one of my favorite videos would probably be one that. Actually, one of my older ones, like where I did the lyric edit type things, um, just because it was more creative, I feel like. Um, And also, like, I guess some of my recent ones, not the dance videos, not (laughs) the dance. They all, all the ones where I dance in rank, like, least favorite for sure. All of them just like go ahead and put them all in one group. Um, (laughs) but my favorites are probably just like, you know, the basic lip sync ones of just that are casual. And then the lyric ones, honestly, the ones that aren't cringy, at least. (laughs) I have a favorite one. Oh God. (laughs) Which one? Like, is that a sarcastic favorite or? Um, kind of both. Like it's my favorite because you can tell it took a lot of skill, a lot of time, a lot of editing prowess to make, but the final video was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. So I like, this is ingrained in my mind. Oh, I have two actually. The first one is, it was to the night we met and you were spraying a perfume bottle on the camera. I was trying to make an aesthetic video. (laughs) But okay, so she sprayed the perfume bottle and it was intercut with videos of her lip syncing and then the words on the screen. It was so funny. And then the other one was the one where it was like the, again, I don't think I can sing on here because copyrighted music. It's like you copied and pasted yourself to like yep, go off the, the floating yep, one. Yep. I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> I think that one I didn't. Maybe I did post that publicly. No, you did because uh, me and Brianna found it. Oh, God. It's yeah. down. After my stock, I, I don't think it's there anymore. Oh, God. I might have deleted it. Did you ever pull like a stunt for one of these videos? Like, you know how people are on Instagram and like pretend that they're doing something that they're not or something like that? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it was cute and quirky to go sit on my roof and record some of the videos so i guess if you consider that a stunt then yeah so okay so you would open the window to your room oh not my room okay it was my brother's room so i go (laughs) to my yes my baby brother's room at the time climb out his window littlest one yes oh my god yes climb out onto his roof well onto the roof from his window and sit there and make videos yeah when was this um, 
ninth grade and 10th grade. I remember there were like eras of your account, like you said earlier. During ninth grade and ten, mostly ninth grade, you would post so much sad content about like having a boyfriend and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> very, very sad content. I was not doing well because of AJ and only because of AJ. <laughs> like literally that's it. And I had family stuff going on. But that honestly, as severe as my family stuff was, I'm I, I hate to use the corny cliche hopeless romantic thing yeah but that's exactly what i was and mm. i thought that love meant making it work no matter what but it just does not and thankfully i've learned that now but i thought like if they cheat on you you still love them if they ignore you for two weeks to a month like you need to love them like through that but no that's not what it is at all you have to have you know standards for yourself you know the audio on tiktok now where it's britney broski and she's like i need him in a way that's concerning to feminism i have not heard the audio you that sound yeah no <laughs> i agree because <laughs> i had no like idea what i was doing at that time and that's why i was like man why am i so sad like i'm in love but why am i so sad all the time that was why because i've learned you can be happy all the time and love someone at the same time. Like, that's normal. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, you're not supposed to be sad, like, 98% of the time. So, Did Funime and, like, your social media outlets help or hurt this, like, thing that you were feeling? I mean, I think kind of both. Like, it was an outlet for me. And the stuff that I posted on Funime, actually, like, people would reach out to me and be like, I feel this same way. And things like that. So it was nice to know that I was making other people feel not alone and mm -hmm. they were doing the same for me. But also, I feel like now looking back at it, I kind of wish I didn't post what I was feeling on social media. Right. Especially like to the public about how I was feeling. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's kind of a mixed feeling type thing. Like, I wish I didn't because it's kind of, I mean... I, my goal was to post positive content. And so posting all the sad stuff that I did kind of didn't help with that, if that makes sense. Because I remember you had an era, which I did not fully get until right now, where you were like, I have to stop posting my feelings all the time. And I thought you meant it in like a normal way, like stop posting everything on my private story. But you meant like publicly to like your hundreds of thousands of followers. Yes. I understand that now. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of people to post your feelings to. Do you still post on there? Or, like, if you don't, do you plan to be active on there anytime soon? I post, like, every six months to a year now at this point just because, I don't know, I don't really, I kind of forget to make content on there. I mean, I, if I did remember, I definitely would because, I mean, it's kind of a good thing that it's an underground-type app, <laughs> if that makes sense. It does. Because no one can see me and judge me for posting on there. Um, and I enjoyed being able to just freely express myself without judgment. You know, it's nice to have an outlet like that. And so, yeah, I would like to start posting on there again, but it seems to have kind of died down in popularity and I don't want to post to no one, you know? Right. It's kind of like saving something to your drafts. So Having that social media and being able to post to such a large amount of people from such a young age... Do you think that affects you in any way now? I mean, kind of in a way, like, 
I look back and I kind of regret posting as much. I didn't realize how much negative, like not in a bullying people type negative, but just right. in like a I'm sad, like crying out for help type way. Yeah. And so I kind of like to, I mean, it kind of affected how I displayed emotion, like especially going into like senior year when I finally stopped posting how I felt all the time. Yeah. Um, I kind of kept how I felt bottled up. So like when I'd get into other bad relationships, I would hesitate to tell my friend group and things like that about how I actually felt because I didn't want to like be a downer because looking back at things I posted on my private story on Snapchat and on Funimate and things like that, I just, I kind of regret doing that because I mean, we were all quickly developing teenagers that needed you know, some positivity, I feel like, and kind of regret. I feel like I should have just gotten a therapist to yeah. to summarize. I feel like I should have gotten a therapist instead of posting on social media because it did, I mean, affect how I talked to my friends and my family and people close to me. So Yeah. So you, so not to psychoanalyze you, that is not what this podcast is. Yes, psychoanalysts. What? analysis that's what i meant to say no you were right analysis you were right the first time oh i was yeah psychoanalyst (laughs) (laughs) no but it sounds like you treated your friends and family like you were your followers and you were making content for them instead of sharing with them like what you were feeling exactly yeah Mm -hmm. okay last question because this we've been doing this for 32 minutes really yeah it doesn't feel like it i know it's like we're having a conversation very nice (laughs) that's not a very bore out of you like I, boar like the animal no like borat like the movie the guy who's from that country and he like he he says like you know the my wife thing borat i don't think i've seen it i haven't seen like 90 percent of movies out there wait shows. i'm gonna name movies and you're gonna tell me if you've seen them okay peter pan yes okay not um, the new one though no country for old men no the little mermaid yes not the new one though <laughs> okay but i'm a cheerleader no. Oh, that's a really good movie. You should watch that. The Notebook. Yes, actually. No. Fun fact about us. Um, we went to the same high school, middle school, elementary school, like we said earlier. And we went to a religious school. A core part of our curriculum was taking like religion classes. And I remember specifically our religion class in ninth grade. We would just watch movies and they would never be normal movies, except we put on The Notebook for some reason, which like... I don't know if that's a very God-honoring movie. I don't I mean, eh. it's a great line. Yeah. <laughs> great area. Well, it was a heterosexual rom-com. So, I mean, that... Deemed appropriate in their book, probably. No, very appropriate. As long as we skip the sex scene. Right. Yeah. No sex before marriage. Mm-mm. None of that. Citizen Kane. No. I haven't seen Citizen Kane either. <laughs> Why'd you ask? Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me put you onto something. I saw the best movie I've ever seen the other day. Let me pull up the name. It's a German old film that I had to watch for my film class, and it was so good. It was so good. It's called um, The Seventh Seal. That is the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Everyone, if anyone is listening to this right now, go watch The Seventh Seal. Is it like a silent film? No, it's a German film, so it has subtitles, and it's about this... Okay, it's about the embodiment of death, and it's also, like, during, like, the Black Plague. And, like, it sounds really, really bad. Like, I saw, like, the description of it, and I'm like, this sounds awful. 
I watched it and it's really good. And it deals with religion in a way that you wouldn't think that a lot of films at that time would deal with religion. Because he's like, I don't believe in God. I'm really scared of death. And he's like, but if there isn't a God, what's the point of living? They're also playing in a chess game for some reason. Like death is like this man's ops for some reason. Oh. Yeah. But then he finally gets them and the camera works really good. And I don't know. I would love to be a film girly, but I cannot pay attention to anything for that long. Like I've watched movies on TikTok before. No, me too. Like the live streams that they do on TikTok. Have you seen them? No. People will live stream movies, which I'm pretty sure is illegal, but I, I tune in sometimes and I can watch it for a good amount of time. Oh my gosh. One of my really good friends who I hope she's listening to this because this is really funny. She had a phase where she would watch Young Sheldon on TikTok all of the time. It was the funniest thing ever. Wow. I mean, that's how I got into Family Guy. You got into Family Guy? Yeah. Wait, you didn't know I watch Family Guy like religiously now? What? I didn't tell you this. No. So, um, and same with South Park. Like, you know, oh my God. you know how TikTok does little like Instagram do little like video clips of South Park and Family Guy? Yeah. Um, I got into South Park from that. And then I got into Family Guy from the same thing. But it's just because I like watching. Like, I think next I'm going to do either Bob's Burgers Bob's Burgers or, is so yes, good. I've heard it's really good. Or American Dad. Just because I like adult cartoons like that that have like a plot, but it's not like intense. Like I like just mind-numbing shows because then I can actually relax while watching them. Yeah, don't go the BoJack Horseman route because I think I've seen that show six times. Like it's, it's intense. Like, really sad. It's very sad. Like love me some BoJack Horseman though. This is still on the topic of social media. So no, it is. Yeah. I agree. But I don't know. I think I watched some really weird movie through um, TikTok and I don't remember the name, but I really enjoyed it because it was like this woman and she was like, I I think she found her husband or like close boyfriend cheating on her. And then she was like, I have seven steps to get him back. And she like did all the steps. Then he's like, she's crazy. And she's like, I'm winning. Wow. I was like real. Period. (laughs) I'm winning. (laughs) Also, um, I've watched countless hours of South Park through TikTok. Yes. Like it's so bad south park is so good though yeah I, I don't know i was very on the fence about it at first but then i think it's when you started watching it that i was like i might give it a shot yeah i mean it made me kind of nauseated at first just because it was so gross it's yeah, so gross it is it's there's a lot in it and i'm just like oh like sometimes it's hard to watch but i mean it's just it's kind of one of those mind-numbing shows that you can watch and you know there's no like real like no offense but no real plots yeah, but also very, again, this whole thing is a side tangent, but I think this is very interesting about South Park. They write all the episodes in a week, which you probably know. In a week? I yeah. didn't know that. No, because that's why it's so topical, because they get the headlines and all that stuff, and then that's why they, they stay so up on things, because they write the episodes in a week. I was wondering that, because I've seen that they've been like up to date on all these recent political things. Like, Wait, do they write it? And, like, yeah. edit it in a week? I think like, so, I, yes. That is crazy. That's I cool. did not know that. Also, I'm not, like, an avid South Park watcher. <laughs> I don't know how I know so much about South Park. No, it's fine. It's good. What's your favorite South Park episode? Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, I've literally watched, uh, besides the recent ones, I think, but I've watched literally every episode. Um, I really liked when Randy got into his marijuana business. That was good. My favorite one that I watched like the other week, because this is why I asked you this, uh, Tweak X Craig, the one where they <gasps> kept making fan art yes. of them. That's a good oh episode. Oh my gosh, that's a really good one. That is a very good episode. 
gosh, I can't think of any off the top of my head because there's so many. Oh my gosh, just it's very just adult animation is very interesting, and I'm just so surprised at like the new generation of children that are getting exposed to like adult animation through social media platforms like mm-hmm. TikTok. With like, I'm very guilty of this. I will watch videos of anything if you put like someone doing a gameplay under it. Oh my gosh, I female F. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Wait, 34F and my boyfriend, 35M, were at a park. Am I the a-hole? <laughs> Just something about those videos. I am, am, am I the a-hole streamer until I die. Yes. Those videos are so entertaining to me. I watch, there are people now that live stream just continuous play videos of stuff like that. I was watching one for like 20 minutes the other day. Like, they're so addicting. I cannot stop watching them. I get so in, into the story. Oh, one of my favorites of those is like, it's like, I can't explain it. So it's this girl and she, it's like an open letter to another girl that she's talking to. And she's like, I don't know. I, I don't remember their names because I saw this like two weeks ago. But she's like, so you were my best friend. You were always beautiful growing up. I was kind of the ugly duckling in the friend group. And so you were never in a committed relationship because I didn't think you wanted to be in one. But I got married and you kept making moves on my husband. And then he told me that he fell out of love with me and he's in love with you. And she goes... I ignored it when you did this and this and this and this and this and this. And then she was like, but I see you. You are the worst friend I've ever had in my entire life. She's like, I hate you. And I was like, it was crazy. That wow. was an emotional roller That coaster. is wild. That is animalistic behavior right there. What's your favorite Am I an A-hole story? Oh, God. I don't even know. I forget all of them like right after I scroll <laughs> by, but I'm so into them in the moment. <laughs> I have no idea. That's like my life for like. One that I did watch. Though, okay. Um, I, it wasn't a Am I the A-Hole one, but it was just a story like that was, it could be a joke, but something tells me it wasn't, <laughs> about a husband talking about his wife's farts and how when she, she farts a lot when she sleeps and he likes the smell. Ew. And so he trapped them under the covers and put his entire face under the covers and smelled up. That's yeah, awful. Cut. 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 cut We're probably cut. not going to cut that. That's like, ew. <laughs> You're not going to cut that? No, I'm not going to cut that. That's good. That's content. <laughs> content. I felt icky talking about <laughs> it, though. No, but, like, I don't know. I feel like Reddit, for all of its faults and all of its reputation of being, like, a nerd website, it it has some good stories in oh, there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Does. Yes, it does. Also, I love NC State Reddit. Like, I get really good information about school from there. Right. I, I love so... Oh, this is, like, in line with what we were talking about. Because I think this is just going to turn into, like, a social media episode. Just instead of, like, because a very big that was you being kind of an influencer. But then also social media. Right. Yeah. But I got an ad blocker. So I have a problem with going on Instagram a lot. And so I got a blocker to block whenever I try to get on Instagram. And it does this. Okay, so it says take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. And then it tells me the amount of times I've been on Instagram. I have attempted to open Instagram 33 times without, within the last 24 hours. Oh, wow. And it does that every single time. Dang. And like, smart, actually. I'm no, it's lie. not. It's like, at first I was like, I'm going to cleanse myself. I'm going to get off social media more, live in the moment, blah, blah, blah. But that is the most annoying thing I've ever put on my phone. I put it on my phone yesterday, and it will probably be gone by the end of the week. I'm so serious. <laughs> I do stuff like that where I'll put screen times on my phone, oh. and then 
I just keep clicking ignore. Like I have screen time on my phone right now and I just click ignore for today every single time. It's kind of bad. I'm, I'm trying to better myself, but at the same time, I'm my own worst enemy. So that's so true. One thing I do is I turn off notifications for Snapchat and that really helped because I had a problem with checking Snapchat like every two seconds when I had notifications on, mm-hmm. which like I am almost a grown adult. I should not be on Snapchat, period. Like Snapchat is just so middle school. I need to like just delete it entirely. I don't like- hate on Snapchat, Hayden. <laughs> I literally post on my stories and my private stories and occasionally snap people back. But I mainly keep it for my memories. It's interesting to see what I was doing a year ago and two years ago and three years ago and on. No, my favorite thing is my private story. I miss March, April period where I had something going on like every day. And Your I would... private stories, they, they, they're juicy. They're Thank good. you so much. You're that is welcome. the nicest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I'm glad. Last year, um, one of our friends told me that I had a very stockable um, spam account, and that was, like, the nicest thing anyone has ever told me. I love hearing stuff like that. It's always comforting. It's very comforting. So, actual last question. Girl, you're going to, like, hate yourself editing this. Oh, no, I will. Totally. I usually get headaches when I edit things that long. Yeah. Well, but last question. Say I'm a 12-year-old girl, yeah, and I want to get an app like TikTok or Funimate, and I want to blow up on there as much as you did and i came to you and i was like kaylee what should i do in order to gain a following um or should i or should you do it at all yeah i would say if it's something you're actually interested in i think like i know there's this toxic like cut (laughs) the word i'd say if it's something you really want to do then do it like i know there's a lot of bad like bad feelings kind of towards influencers and like the idea of trying to be an influencer or things like that. But if you really want to do it and you know that you're going to be an actual good role model and a good influencer, then I think you should do it. Um, The best ways I've learned kind of to get a following specifically on Funimate, but I think it pretty much applies across the board is to post consistently and also, like, be personable with everyone. Like, be approachable. Like, don't seem like you're just kind of a thing on the internet. Right. Like, you want to have some, you know, respond to people that reach out to you. And just be friendly to people in general. Like, when you have good energy, you attract good people. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you give a, off good energy and, like, good vibes and things like that, then people will be more inclined to follow you. And then, um, I mean, obviously, I think everyone knows this. Like, if you post with hashtags that are trending or videos that are trending, then you're more likely to get more likes, more views, more followers, things like that. So, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I would love to have you back sometime. This has been really, really fun. I'm Kaylee, and you're listening to WKNC HD1. And this has been Niche Slapped.